0: Good morning, podcasting morning chat. Today is Monday, February 19th, 2024. And that means it's Mastermind Monday. We started this last week. I thought it went really well, so I want to do it again today. And if you don't mind, if you're listening live, hit the share button, bottom left-hand side of the screen, and share it however Clubhouse allows you to do that. And if you're listening via podcast, please share this with a fellow podcaster. And in the meantime, give us about two minutes and we'll get things rolling. Thanks for being here. Morning, podcasting, morning chat. Thanks for being here bright and early this Monday morning. And today we are going to go back into this Mastermind Monday theme because I thought it worked really well last week. We had some great conversations, went in directions I had no idea we would go in, talking about things like LinkedIn courses and some other stuff as well. So I want to do that again today, put somebody in the hot seat who is dealing with something that they'd like some direction. And I'll explain more about that in a moment. First, I want to dig into our icebreaker. So let me say hello to our mods that are here today, starting with Nick. Good morning to you, Nick. The icebreaker today, share one content creation tool or app that you've found invaluable recently. Go for it.
1: Hey, good morning, everybody. Happy Monday. I hope you all had a great weekend. The tool that I'm going to go with right now, I'm sure is no surprise, it's AI-related. And it has been Perplexity AI. I know I've talked about it several different times in this community, and we actually had a whole room about it inside Next Gym Podcaster showing how powerful Perplexity is. That's been... Probably the most used app on my phone (laughs) as of late for anything from like Google, like research type stuff that I would normally search in Google to actually creating content and writing content for me. Like perplexity has been like unbelievable. I've been so jacked about that app.
0: And you're using that mainly for doing a lot of research before you whether it's create content or really for anything, you're using it a lot for research,
1: right? Yeah, I mean, I'll use it like if I were to go to Google and search, like how do I, I don't know, how do I add drop shadow to uh, a video in Premiere rather than going to Google and searching through all the, the different videos and blog posts and things like that, like I'll type that into perplexity and it'll scan all the resources, find the best sources, give me the bulleted breakdown And then it will also show me like the videos where it pulled that information from. So if I had questions based on the step-by-step it gave, I can always dig deeper. But last week I started taking it a step further. And uh, so Google announced like a new Gemini update or whatever. I had perplexity go and give me all of the highlights of this new update coming to Google. And then. Based on that update, I told Perplexity to write me a 500 to 750 word blog post about that topic. And then I took that and I actually like edited it, ran with it, etc. But the cool is that I know all of this information is, for the most part, legit. It's AI, so you have to always be careful about that. But hmm. I very rarely come across like false information coming out of Perplexity. I've caught it once or twice. And it wasn't far off, but yeah, it's, I'm, I'm pushing the boundaries of how to use it. So it's, it's become more than a research.
0: Wow. Well, thanks for sharing that, Nick. I'm curious to hear what others are using these days, some, something that's invaluable to them recently. So let's go to Sid. Good morning to you, Sid. And yeah, share one content creation tool or app that you found invaluable recently.
2: Good morning, everybody. Um, it's a really great question, and I don't know that I have an answer other than my computer has been really helpful in helping me create content because I've been writing.
0: Okay, <laughs> fair. And said, not a not one to use AI at all for no. that writing process. I've
2: been using Chat GPT, but that's you know. Yes, I've been using Chat GPT. I use Perplexity because. Nick introduced me to it. I love what it does. Um, But yeah, I use some chat GPT for thought starters, like give me an idea about this or tell me what you think about this kind of thing. That's what I've been using it for.
0: Okay, fair. That's fair. I think uh, many of us are, right? Uh, Let's go to Alex. Good morning to you, Alex, and feel free to share anything from the podcasting evening chat that we had Friday night and yeah, curious to hear from you too. Share one content creation tool or app that you found invaluable recently.
3: Hey, everybody. Um, yeah, the Friday night chat was a lot of fun. Uh, Dominic was there. Uh, Sid had stopped by. We had a good conversation. We actually went a little long again. So that was kind of fun. Um, talking about all things, all things all over the place. But, you know, I mean, I'm trying to think of an app. I mean, I, I, I love Canva still. I mean, you know, it's it's great for intros and and um, cover art and all sorts of good stuff. I mean, yeah. I mean, I I've used Open clip, which is good, but you know, mastering Canva is its own thing. And if you're going to start out, that's the best way to do it. Yeah, I'm with you. I
0: still use Canva pretty regularly. And it's it's a really powerful tool. I'm digging the AI features that it's, it's added to it. When you say you use it for your intros, Alex, what do you mean by that? Curious.
3: Um, I've created intros for my uh, YouTube podcast, you know, stuff. Um, so you're pulling the video
0: in, like, that specifically for an intro and then... I'm creating the video.
3: No, I'm creating the video in Canva and then pulling the audio on top of it. I see. Cool. Cool. Yeah, I do that. I do that for uh yeah, I've done that for a while. And then the outros too for what is from I've done. So basically I took an interview section, put that on there, and then I had the slides to it. Very cool. Thank you. Appreciate that.
0: All right. Let's go to Dominic. Dominic, good morning. And congratulations. Another nomination for another award for Black is America. Very cool. The Ambi Award for, I believe, Do-It-Yourself Podcast. Correct me if I'm wrong. And also, please share one content creation tool or app that you found invaluable recently. Good morning, Dominic.
2: Good morning, everybody. Hope everybody is well. Thank you for that. Yeah, it was definitely for, um, the, um, the DIY category, uh, for the Ambi. So we are pretty, um, excited about that. Um, um, as far as the tool, you know, it's been interesting because I do nonfiction narrative, which takes a lot of time, but like as, you know, you and Nick have been sharing a lot of different um, AI tools, little by little, my workflow has become a little bit less burdensome, if you will, implementing some aspects in, in that regard. So it's like, you know, like maybe it takes off a few days of work that I, you know, would otherwise have to do. Uh, so thank you for that. So if, if it's not perplexity, uh, it's been other stuff, but recently, uh, I guess, you know, Go with the OG here, I guess. <laughs> if 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 an OG can be a year old, uh, is ChatGPT, but specifically with use of the implementation of uh, Dolly, if you will. So recently, last week, we released the episode of Black is America for season three, uh, and I, you know what? Let me just try to use, you know, use it to create some episode cover art, and so we did that, and everybody was just blown away uh, of the imagery and everything. We had to kind of, you know, uh, alter it a little bit because, you know, AI still doesn't know how to spell all that great, but, uh, <laughs> but, but, uh, but, but we, but we were able to create some really cool cover art and everybody was really blown away, uh, uh, for that. So just want to shout out next gen podcaster uh for that assist and all the things. And so, yeah, that, that's, that's my answer.
0: Thanks, Dominic. Appreciate that shout out and appreciate that share. Yeah, I, I, Dolly. I noticed. I noticed you started using that because it, it struck me when I saw. I, you know, I know a, some AI art when I see it these days, and I saw you using it, and I was like, oh, all right, he's he's on board with Dolly. That's cool.
2: Yeah, a little bit of a s- slow. Uh, what they call it? Slow, not slow user. Um, slow. Um, so okay. starter. There you go. There you go. There you go. <laughs> or implementer or something. Yeah, I don't go. know. There you go. Yeah. So, but no, it was really cool, and everybody really enjoyed it. So, I think uh, I might have a new friend in that category because I always creating episode art. Usually, it's like, oh man, I just want to do the content. I got to do this episode art, the whole thing. So that just one more thing that you know I can probably kind of outsource a little bit. So, I appreciate you and Nick on that.
0: Yeah, man. Thank you. Appreciate that. And. I just shared a link here on Clubhouse at the top of the page. This is the new thing coming soon from OpenAI. If you haven't seen it yet, it's definitely being talked about, but it's not available yet. But I think it's coming pretty soon. OpenAI is launching something they're calling Sora, S O R A, and it is claiming and appears to be mind blowing and far and beyond anything we've seen as far as creating video using ai it looks unbelievably realistic and no more issues i know this was issues even just with images with things like hands and fingers and weird weirdness going on with that but now this is just go to that page Go check out some of the different video samples they have. Just keep scrolling down the page. There are, in most cases, you can't even tell if it's fake, if it's generated by AI or not. This is really, I mean, I know this word is used a lot, and especially when AI is writing it. It really, truly is game-changing. I cannot wait to start playing with that. All right. Oh, go ahead, no.
1: Yeah, so check out that page. One thing that I really like, like there's several different like rows of like carousels of videos like that. One thing I really appreciated that OpenAI did was yes, they showcased a lot of the amazing stuff that this video creator can do,
4: but they also
1: highlighted a section in there where it didn't do as great. And they actually posted some of the videos that they created where, like the physics just don't make sense in the video, (laughs) like something like the AI just couldn't handle it. And the, the videos themselves are pretty humorous, but I've been appreciating that approach versus say what Google is doing with Gemini, where they release this video and show all the amazing things that it can do. And then are like, Oh yeah. But that was all like staged. We all just kind of set that up and it's not really how it works. So yeah. I'm liking the fact that OpenAI is being a little bit more transparent with that, saying, "Hey, it's it's really good. Like, check this out, but it's not perfect."
0: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I I'm very curious to see to to see it myself and play around with it and see what what it generates. And I'm sure we'll have a few laughs as well when we do. Uh, we've got Roth on stage this morning. Good to see you, Roth. And yeah, we are sharing to kick things off one content creation tool or app that you found invaluable recently. So please share. Good morning.
5: Well, hello there. Good morning from Portugal, or good afternoon, rather, from Portugal. Um, So, you know, I can't say that there's been so many software tools that, excuse me, that have really come across my desk that I've really have changed much of what I've done over the past few years other than things that maybe have already been mentioned maybe descript is one of those things that was added in more recently but still a little while ago um but i guess for me the the biggest things actually that have made some really major changes in the way that i work have actually been hardware and that has been adding in like i've been using three screens for years like i was on one screen hated it got myself on two screens it was so happy, but I was like, oh, I've got room for a second external screen or a rather a second extra monitor. And then recently I was like, you know, I could do with a little just extra itty bitty bit of space. <laughs> and so I added a fourth screen to my setup. Wow. And oh my goodness. It has just made things even that much better. It's, it's been wonderful. I'm envisioning and also, the bat sorry? cave.
0: I'm envisioning the bat cave. I feel like I'll have to the take a picture. Of these days. <laughs> yeah.
5: I think I sent a picture to the group, uh, to the, our group chat when it was um, three screens, but it's definitely evolved since then. There's two cameras now and a couple lights. And also the thing that's actually... Maybe the secret weapon within the whole thing beyond just the fourth screen has actually been 3D printing. And that has changed my setup completely, adding in custom mounts and custom places for me to be able to put what I need where I need it and put things like, for example, I've got speakers mounted on top of monitors or one monitor mounted on top of another monitor with a custom 3D printed bracket. And so, yeah, that's definitely been a game changer as well. Wow. Wow. Impressive.
0: I I rarely e- have even worked with two monitors, and I know it would make a
5: huge difference, but I can't even imagine four. <laughs> oh, it's <laughs> Pretty massive. I mean, even just like you can get like a, a a screen that's like, say, $100, $120, $130, $140, and it's not going to be the most amazing 4K 120 hertz, but if you're doing this type of stuff... A 1080 screen that'll hit 60p is totally more than fine, and just even if you have a laptop or something, mounting it slightly above your laptop so you don't have to get whiplash every time you turn from one direction to the other, it can really help uh, with uh, with the efficiency and how you work, and being able to go from one screen to another, it's, it's really definitely worthwhile for a small investment um, beyond just microphones and the other things that we normally talk about.
0: Yeah, thank you. Uh, And that's why we do these kinds of icebreakers to kick things off, is to learn some new things and get exposed to some new ideas. So thank you for that, Raf. Appreciate it. And we're going to keep it going before we get into Mastermind Monday and go to Walt. Good to have you back, Walt and yeah, please share one content creation tool or app that you found invaluable recently. Good morning,
6: good morning, everyone. Um, I would say autopod um are you all familiar with it? I know a little bit about it, but please share yeah so autopod um how I use it is for when I'm having doing video podcasting. And at multiple camera angles, um, usually I'd just be manually cutting between different angles and it would take me forever. But Autopod does that automatically. It's pretty beautiful pretty quickly as well. Um, nice.
0: And, How long and, have you been using that?
6: Uh Off and on for a couple months um, because I keep going on accidental vacations, mini breaks <laughs> that throws my <laughs> whole workflow off. Um, but yeah, <laughs> but yeah it's um it's a tool that you know it's it's not one that you necessarily have to master, but there's different ways to tweak it and use it and everything, so still tweak it and use it, but it works pretty amazingly, very cool. Well, I have
0: shared that link here in the clubhouse room. I will also make sure to put it in the show notes along with everybody else's shares as best I can and Let's keep it going. Let's go to Billy. Good morning to you, Billy. We're definitely curious to hear what one of your go-to content creation tools or apps is recently. And also curious to hear, how was Monster Trucks last, I guess that was Friday night, right? Good morning.
7: Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, yeah. Monster Trucks was Saturday. It was awesome. Yeah, it was good. It was a fun time, Dominic. Thank you. Dominic sent over a Little extra spending cash for the son, and not only did he spend your cash, Dominic, but he also spent some more of my cash, so it was very I motivating. It. I love it, yeah. Usually, I can be like, Oh, sorry, son, no budget, but oh, you got 30 bucks. Oh, well, can I have 60? Sure, why not? We're no monster truck. No, it was fun, man, it was great. So, thank you so much for that. I was made it, made it super special sharing that story with him and uh, in doing that. So, it was really cool. Uh, As far as tools, man, I don't, yeah, I guess I use a decent amount, but one of the newest ones, and I'm actually in it right now, kind of clicking around, messing stuff up before my onboarding, is a company called Pinnacle AI. And it's a, I guess, a CRM platform, but does so much stuff. Um, So, anyway, like just to manage all these deals and, also has a, like a community builder with inside of it and course hosting and all kinds of stuff. Um, it's a little bit of an investment, but they have an affiliate program. So I definitely signed up for that and already got an affiliate commission. Uh, so I'm pretty stoked on it. But yeah, awesome. so that's, my, that's my newest one. I'll let you guys know as I move further into the rabbit hole. Um, but so far, I, this morning, I did what normally takes me an hour. In 10 minutes. So I'm already like, okay, this this is already time savings per day. So it was
0: awesome. That is awesome. And if you want, go ahead and send me your affiliate link. I will put that in the show notes for today's episode. We'd be happy to do that. And we're going to go to Jackie. Jackie, good morning. Thank you for bringing some feminine energy up to the stage. Appreciated and we're curious to hear one content creation tool or app that you found invaluable recently. Good morning.
4: That's so funny, because I did notice that. I was like, dang, I am the only woman. Okay, so, you know, I have news to share, but I'm also going to share, and you guys are going to laugh, because you're like, oh my God, this is so old. How are you doing this? But, you know, I've been trying to amp up my social media, so Canva has been just gold to me, because... I do the little like scrolling posts. I can make the background all the same. They always have new stuff. I've made two logos on there and I've made a new logo. Can I share my story real quick? It's about meeting with the director. I promise it'll be really quick. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You gave Um, us that tease on Friday that you were going to be meeting with her.
4: Yes. So I sat down with her and I like, they're making a job for me there basically in the fall, which is great, right? They just don't know where it's going to be. It's at least going to be a sub. I might be a teacher's assistant just to like help out because I love their school so much. And this is why I had a feeling that it was about my podcast and it wasn't just about the job position I asked for. She sat me down and she had tears in her eyes and she's like, I've been listening to your podcast. And she's like, oh my God, you are like, I cannot believe the content you're putting out. Like, She told me she's been married for 30 years and her my um, episode with me and my husband even made her and him go back and communicate differently. So long story short, she wants me to do a mom support group at the school under the Mama Jack because of my podcast and listening to how I've talked to people and the stories I've shared and how like brave and vulnerable i am on there so i'm starting a group there um for moms and it gets better it gets better mark i can't believe this you know um the whole strike thing with the entertainment industry obviously my husband has been the only income it's been tough on us right he was out of work he wasn't out of work completely for six months but definitely he made um i think he said like uh 50% of his income that he normally did last year, um, whenever we sat down to do taxes. Anyways, there is a um, a woman, it's like an angel tuition woman, um, but I know who she is. So I guess it's not an angel. She's somebody at Coke, right? Coca-Cola is in Atlanta. And they're giving her my story to get my kids' tuition paid for the rest of the year and all of next year because of that. Wow whoa and i'm still like i have to tell you i've had like imposter syndrome i've been working on all this stuff but i cannot believe it's real because starting a group in person has been one of my dreams right so like and it sprung off my podcast and all the teachers i guess were listening and they're like should we talk to her about it and i laughed i was like the whole world can hear it (laughs) Not (laughs) private, like, (laughs) but yeah, I just had to share that story. Oh my God, that meeting was like a godsend. Holy crap! Like, I cannot believe it. That school is just like insane, but I I loved it so much. I just had to share. Yes, my podcast got me something in the quote real world, right? And oh my God, it was so amazing just to hear all of it. I just, the love. I just can't.
0: That is amazing. Congratulations. And thank you for sharing that because I think it's important to focus on or highlight the fact that our podcasts can can deliver so much more than what we sometimes expect out of our podcast. So many podcasters I come across initially are thinking they're going to make money, they're going to be successful all through the podcast, they're going to get you know, thousands and thousands of listeners and sponsors paying thousands and thousands of dollars. And sometimes that happens. And oftentimes what happens are huge opportunities like the one that Jackie is sharing. And I saw Dominic and Nick want to say something. So yeah, go for it, Dominic.
2: No, Jackie, I I love this story. I just, I think it just, you know, really Encapsulates this idea that like podcasts are kind of like the new business cards, almost right? Because it's kind of like you know, it, it's, it's like a a foray into who you are and what you do and stuff like that. And so, I I one hundred percent love that story, Jackie. Thank you for sharing that. I like that. Podcasts are in the new business cards. uh Nick, go for it.
1: Yeah. First of all, Jackie, congratulations. That is awesome. And secondly, I wanted to. Kind of call back to a previous conversation we had. It was probably a couple of weeks ago now when we were talking about how podcasts can present opportunities that we're not necessarily looking for. And I don't know, Jackie, if this was something you had envisioned when you started the podcast, something like this coming about, but we had kind of talked about keeping your eye open for opportunities that you haven't expected. It might not be the quote unquote success that you were looking for, but this is still a huge success and podcasting has been a success for you. So I just want to re- bring this back up and just remind everybody that success might come differently than you initially thought. So just keep your eyes open and look for those opportunities.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Lots of people agreeing on stage. I see. Yes. He, and, and that is the key, right, Nick? It's to keep your eyes open to possibilities and opportunities, as opposed to keeping your eyes only focused on what your expectation is. Because when we only focus on the expectation, that's all we're going to be looking for, and we're going to miss those opportunities that are coming at us. I'm going to go to... Jackie wants to respond, then I'm going to go to Roth. I saw he had something as well. Go for it, Jackie.
4: So you know, what's crazy is I actually was thinking about doing support groups. And I was like, how do I do that? I barely know anybody in Atlanta. Do I go to like, because I'm postpartum depression. A lot of people know me for those episodes, right? And then among a bunch of other parenting stuff now. But I was like, do I go to like OBs and put up like, try to put up something there? Like, do I go to mom groups? Like, how do I do this? And then boom she just came to me with this idea. And it had honestly been on the back burner, but it is part of my manifestation for my whole like brand I want to build around my podcast. So it means so much to me. And I truly feel like this is the first of many. This is not like going to stop here. Once I start this one, it's going to grow and grow and grow. I'm just like, so I just don't even know how to like, explain how I'm feeling right now. It's so crazy. It's just like, I'm so used to being the giver, right? Because when Casey and I were doing good, we were the giving people. And on the receiving end of stuff is just like baffling. I don't know. That's all. That's the only way I can describe it right now.
5: Thank you, Jackie. Yeah. Rof, did you want to add something? Oh, uh, yeah. Actually, it was just kind of co-signing what Dominic was saying before about how podcasts can be your business card and it's actually my basically almost all of my clients that I work with have their podcasts attached to their business it's like the way that they end up showing their expertise without directly like marketing what it is that they're doing it's kind of here's everything that we know and this is the reason without saying it why we are who we are And like being able to show that they have not just knowledge and expertise in their areas, but they are real humans at the end of the day, because it used to be a website was the way that you could reach people. It still is a great way of reaching people, but now really anybody can have a website. Still, anybody can have a podcast as well, but there's that human element that gets added to it as well as YouTube channels and that's why personally I'd love both when working especially with smaller businesses that are within that are offering services more than products but such powerful tools
0: yeah and i I often think about that Roth the idea it's it does remind me of. Podcasting reminds me of the old days of websites. And meaning, of course, we all still have websites, but it, it the old days in the sense that more and more people started having their own websites, right? And it's funny to me that I don't feel like I remember people saying, "Oh, everybody has a website," whereas with podcasting, there there sometimes are the those. There's at least those groups of people out there. Oh, yeah, everyone's got a po- Oh, you have a podcast, too? Yeah, there's those naysayers, right? But look at the power in having a podcast. And like you put it, it's really showcasing who you are. It's adding that human touch to you and your
5: personal or your professional brand. Well, also, Dominic, oh, sorry, just just to just finish off on that. Actually, there was a period for a long time where everybody was saying, Oh, everyone's got a blog, right. forget website. That was definitely an era all in a, in itself. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Dominic, did you want to add something?
2: It was, it was something in response to what Jackie was saying, how she was saying that, you know, she was kind of lost for words and how she's always giving and stuff like that. And I, I just look at it as, you know, Jackie, you know, you you've been making deposits into people all this time. Right. And I think the universe is telling you it's time to take make a few withdrawals and, 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 and take some of that for yourself. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying in a selfish or a negative way. I just think it's just one of those things where you've been making deposits and pouring into people and that sometimes it's OK to make those withdrawals into yourself. And that's OK. And so that's all I wanted to say.
0: Thank you, Dominic. Appreciate that. All right, before I say hello to a couple of new people that popped up on stage, Cynthia and Simona, I want to take a moment to first say thank you. The Podcasting Morning Chat podcast is definitely making its mark. With only a couple weeks of episodes, I I went over to the awesome app Good Pods to check out the podcasting morning chat over on their platform and also needed to claim it, right? We have to sometimes claim our podcast so that we have ownership and control over it on these different platforms. And when I did, I I checked on it over the weekend and noticed that we are currently number three in their top 100, uh, specifically how-to on their weekly charts. That's the genre we're in. Uh, And then number three in the top 100 indie charts weekly for how-to podcasts, and number eight in the top 100 indie how-to on the monthly chart as well, and also number 11 in the top 100 on the how-to monthly chart non-indie, right? So we're definitely climbing these charts quickly, and I thank you for it. And I saw we also got a couple of newer reviews over the weekend. I think you know usually on Apple it takes a couple of days for those reviews to actually show up. So I'm sure those of you who did it did it a you know somewhere around Thursday or Friday, and they popped up over the weekend. Thank you, and we could use some more social proof is real, especially when it comes to podcasts. People definitely consider the higher rated well reviewed podcasts over the ones that are lower rated and poorly reviewed so i would encourage and ask you please head over to apple or spotify or good pods you can rate us over there as well we would appreciate that review that rating etc and let's say good morning to Cynthia Cynthia i feel like alex disappeared, and then boom, you appeared. (laughs) I don't know if that was coordinated or not. And I say that for those that don't know, Cynthia and Alex, along with Paula, moderate the Friday evening, the podcasting evening chat on Fridays. Cynthia, good morning. And if you'd like to share, we are sharing our content creation tool or app that we've been using lately that we found invaluable. Did you want to share? Good oh
4: good morning and it's just a fluke that I'm here and Alex isn't.
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> I think he's under the weather. Um I don't mine is audacity. I use oh, yeah. it in my hypnosis, I use it on my podcast and I I don't know what I'd
8: do without it. So That's mine.
0: Yeah, that's great. Audacity for audio editing and has been around really pre-podcasting. I think people were using it for music and other things initially, and I still use it. I actually use it on this very show when I'm trimming the top and tail, as they say, of the episode, because sometimes there's some dead space. I'll trim it up a little bit. And yeah, I, I, lo- I love it. Sometimes people feel like it can be a little intimidating at first when they open it because it's got lots of bells and whistles on its dashboard. But really, it's probably one of the easiest tools for me to use when I'm doing audio editing. It's just quick for me. And that might be just because that's what I've been using over my 20-some-year or about 20-year career. But it's. It works well still to this day. So thank you Cynthia, appreciate that. And Simona, good morning. Did you want to share a tool, an app that you're using recently that you find invaluable?
8: Do we all want to place a bet on what my answer is going to be? No I'm kidding.
0: <laughs> <laughs> good thing Alex isn't here.
8: <laughs> oh my goodness. Um I'm gonna go left field. I'm actually gonna say Opus Clips because I've been really enjoying not having to do all of that. So I really like Opus Clips.
0: Right on. Okay, a, definitely a popular one these days. Hearing lots of people always mentioning that one, and I will, I will encourage people to stick to stay informed on Minvo, the one that Nick and I like to talk about because they are adding some stuff. I I'm, I don't think I'm allowed to say yet, but they're adding something this week. And I think it's really supposed to be as of today. That's going to be a really valuable feature that they're adding. That's all I can say. Yeah, Simona, go ahead.
8: Okay, so I wanted to ask you a question and maybe this isn't the time or place and we can talk about it offline, but I tried it. And um, obviously they give you like, you know, one free video or whatever but i couldn't do anything with it without upgrading so like i i was stuck on like the most basic form and it, so i couldn't test any of the other features without actually paying for it um so i didn't really get past uploading my video because i was like well <laughs> i don't want to pay <laughs> um yeah that's so i tried that's not supposed it. to happen i know i actually i meant to message you that and and tell you that and i i kept asking me to upgrade um to access you know this feature upgrade to do this upgrade to you know, whatever. So I never actually got past it. And I was like, well, I already paid for Opus. So I might as well just continue yeah, to use it. I
1: don't
8: blame so, you. Right? I Simona, can shoot me a,
1: yeah, shoot me your email that you signed up for it with.
8: You got it. Okay, I'll do that this morning. Thank you.
1: Yeah, Nick and I
0: know the guys a little bit over there. So yeah, hopefully, Nick, you can give Simona a hand. And maybe we've, maybe Simona discovered a little bit of a bug that they can hopefully fix. So yeah, thank you, Simone. Appreciate that. All right, let's see. Everybody on stage has shared, and so let me remind you. Since it is Mastermind Monday, we can probably we probably have time for one or two people to join the hot seat. That can be my co-hosts or slash moderators or anybody who's on stage. And if you're not on stage and interested, come on up. What this is when I say hot seat. It's where you can share whatever's got you stuck in the content creation game. Anything from technical hiccups to creative blocks. And if you're new to Mastermind Monday, since we've only done it one other time, you'll have a chance to come up here, get on the quote-unquote virtual hot seat, and lay out whatever you're dealing with. And then what happens is the rest of us offer some questions some follow up questions to get some context uh to get a better idea of where you are in this particular challenge and then we will after we get through the questions we'll ask some we'll give some advice or at least share some of our own experience so you don't have to be some quote unquote expert podcaster Sometimes whatever your experience is could be the most valuable piece of information shared on stage. So if you would like to be on the hot seat, come on up. I see Michelle is joining us. And if you're on stage and want to be on the hot seat, give me a little emoji with the hand wave, the hand wave emoji, if you want to play along and be on the hot seat. But I'm going to check in with Michelle first. Good morning, Michelle. Welcome back to the stage. Did you want to be on the hot seat?
8: Yes, good morning. Good morning. I just have a this is probably a super easy question, but on Canva, when I create a post and I want to add the link to my episode, I can do that, but it won't let me save it. So, I don't know if I'm doing something wrong.
0: So, you are adding a link in the within the graphic that you're creating. Is Correct.
8: That right? On the graphic and then I add a link. And then I can't even save it. It won't let me save it. Oh, I think I know. Go for it. Are you are you saving it as a PDF? Because JPEGs can't be clickable. Yes, I am. Okay, I think you have to save it as a PDF. But I don't think that you can just, like, download that and, like, have, like, a link on it and have it click through on, like, Instagram or Facebook or something. Because you right. can't click a picture, right? Am I right?
0: Yes, you are right. That would be, yeah. So Michelle, is that what the problem is, is that you create a link and then when you try to upload it to social media, it's not translating, it won't let you click through?
8: Yes, exactly.
0: Yeah. So that that's the, I, I'll call it a limitation, but it's a very strategically placed limitation where Instagram for example, if you're going to upload a graphic that has a link, it's just it's not going to work and some of that like I said it's intentional because they don't you know you can't even put a link in the the comment area or the caption area. Right? They won't let you do that because they don't want you sending people off their platform.
8: So what is the best way for me to be able to do that? Is there a different tool that I can do that with?
0: Only so you can't do that if it's Instagram, forget the idea of including that link in the, that's why you see so many people saying link in bio, right? Because that's the only place that people can go on Instagram to click through and, and leave the app to go to another website or app. I see a few people want to chime in. So I'm going to stop talking and let me go to Walt first. Go for it, Walt.
6: Hey, um, everyone else might be saying the same thing <laughs> but um mm-hmm. for instagram particularly well really all facebook's products meta products there's a tool called um manychat it's this ai bot that kind of helps with sending people more information about your content um there's lots of bots out there manychat is just the most popular one right now it has a pretty good free tool um but essentially You can set it up so that if someone comments a specific keyword on your post, it will automatically send people stuff through their DMs. And that's good because the DMs are kind of one of the best ways to build that relationship with people. So this tool kind of helps you do something that you may do manually. So let's say um, it's like you're hosting some event and you want people to sign up and you say comment event and I'll send you the information on the event, the link to sign up, whatever it is you're offering people. Um, So yeah, that would be my advice. You could do it manually. You could be like, hey, comment this, we'll send you this, or there's tools out there to do it automatically.
0: Ah, very cool, Walt. Thank you. I appreciate you bringing that up because I know of a couple of those kinds of tools and I forgot all about it. Uh, Mm -hmm. Simona, did you want to add something and then we'll go to Roth?
8: I do. So just to echo what Walt is saying about ManyChat, um, Instagram just did an update where when you actually click the link in bio, it takes you to like, a a screen and it'll say like, this page is spam, blah, blah, blah. Um, so they're like encouraging, uh, this like many chat back around work or back way work around, however you want to say that. <laughs> um, and so if, yeah, so I would recommend like, ins- we're doing it with, with all of like my stuff and like agency stuff and all that um i would recommend installing many chat then it takes people to your dms so they're saying you know get people to either click through on your stories directly onto the link or go into the dms and use many chat but apparently linkedin bio is just going to give you a spam page now so yeah
0: that's interesting that. Mm-hmm. interesting uh let's go to roth and then i see jackie wants to chime in as well go ahead roth
5: yeah. So just so two things like with the link in bio, one thing, of course, for many years, people have been using those um those web pages with many links on them. And if you have your own website already, like a link tree, for example. You can build a mobile friendly version of that on your own website. If you have one for your podcast, it's not that difficult to do. And then you just add in the link there. And that way you only need to have one link there. Although now you can have multiple links on your, your, your Instagram page um, instead of having a link tree. But I do personally like having that on my own website rather than link tree specifically, because then I can track the, 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 the traffic on there a bit better and know what people are going for why they're going for it and also even uh there was a time when i was playing with the 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 um The placement of the things on there, I don't do that anymore. It's not worth my time. Um, I ended up finding out with just the the amount of the traffic that I have on my Instagram page, and uh, I don't use my Instagram page a ton these days, Um, but the one thing about using any type of chat bot or AI bot on your Instagram page uh, or account or Meta, Facebook account in general across their platforms um, is to be careful with how you set it up because it's very easy to get the bot to start spamming or to give responses that you don't necessarily want it to give. So you want it to be very keyed in and specific um, or even that, for example, if you have an autoresponder setup, as some of us know in this group, um, that there's it, it, the possibility that if you set up uh, something for your autoresponses, it can end up being in group chats when they might not um, need to be in that group chat. So be very particular and very careful with how you set those up, because you also can get your account banned by using those incorrectly. Oh, interesting.
7: Yeah, Billy, did you want to add something? I was just going to say if there's anybody in this room who's like an expert at setting those up reach out to me cuz I'm working on those workflows as as he was talking so yeah, yeah right on all right cool
0: and I just wanted to throw out an, another tool that you can use as far as getting people to leave a specific kind of comment on one of your posts and then it automatically DMing them Stampede Social if you are part of the Next Gen Podcaster community you've probably been introduced to Stampede Social already cuz we had Jeff the guy who created it we had Jeff come speak to our group there and this one works similarly to the ones that's been described that I think Walt was describing this one the difference is you put a hashtag in the comment so for example one of my recent posts from last week was to it was actually for that company, Minvo, and the comment was hashtag short clips, and when people would comment that, then it would automatically DM them thanking them for leaving the comment and providing them with a link to Minvo to get started. That's a, It's a great way to to do it because you're getting people to comment, which... That's something that every social media platform wants to see. They want to see people engaging with the content that you're posting. And then they're also, the social media app is also interested in that conversation continuing outside of the post in places like DMs. So it's kind of catering to a few of those algorithms needs when they're looking for how what content to push. Yeah, Raf, go ahead.
5: Yeah, just a quick question about that, because that raises a red flag to me, just trying to ma- think about like account health and stuff like that. Do they have settings on there where you can limit the amount of messages that are sent at one time or within a certain period of time?
0: Um, I'll have to look, I'm not sure, I don't know.
5: I think one thing that I would personally be concerned about, if there's a growing number of people that one thing that Instagram has looked at for years is the type of activity coming from an account and that it needs to be organic looking and can't go beyond what a human could realistically do within a certain amount of time. So if say three, four or five people comment all at the same time with the same thing and your account sends five messages all at the same time, I would wonder about what that might look like on the back end for Facebook and what kind of red flags that might bring up
0: yeah that's a fair point. I will definitely dig in and make sure of that. I know that a lot i've i know of a lot of content creators that either use this one Stampede Social or many chats like uh many chat like Walt was sharing and have had success with it and I see their accounts growing pretty strongly, so hopefully it's doing it in the right way to your point and it's not just flooding people via. W- via DM all at once all at the same time. I do think it is a little bit spaced out. I don't think it's an instant uh DM. I at least from my stuff when I've done it because I often will just check to make sure it's working and I'll first look and I'll be like, "Oh no, it's not working because I didn't see that DM instantly go through." So hopefully that's addressing what you're talking about and I appreciate you bringing that awareness to the room. Okay, so we only have about 10 minutes left to do another ma- to do another Mastermind Hot Seat. Does anybody want to participate? Go ahead, Jackie.
4: Okay, so Descript people. I have been having the hardest time getting, because I know Squadcast is attached to Descript, and I was recording in Squadcast and bringing it over. It's always messed up, okay? I finally figured out one way that it wasn't messed up, but it is kind of still messed up because the quality of the video isn't the same. But I heard in Descript, you can actually add people in to Descript when interviewing. Is that true? And if so, how the heck do you do it?
0: Simona?
8: <laughs> Simona has exited the chat. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 um, I actually don't know because I don't use. Um, I don't use Squadcast and I don't have it like hooked up like that. Um, But I do know that when I was using Riverside paired with it, it would do the same thing and it would mess it up in the same way. And honestly, I just found the easiest way was just to download the tracks and upload them myself. Um, You get the most control, you know, that way. Um, I don't really have, you know, an answer other than that, other than, you know, download the files and just re-upload them. Um, yourself and then sort of sync them yourself directly in Descript because it'll do it for you automatically. Um, but I would also maybe reach out to their support because their support is actually really good and they'll give you like they're really fast too. Um, so yeah, those would be my
4: answers.
0: Okay. Thank you.
4: So can you record interviews in Descript though?
0: Actually like use it without Squadcast or Riverside or anything just record straight through Descript? Is that the question? Yeah,
8: yeah. Give me like two seconds to find that answer.
0: Okay. Awesome. Awesome. I feel like you can't because if you could, I feel like why would they have gone and purchased Squadcast, right? But I don't know. So, Simona's going to look into that. In the meantime, Stacy has joined us on stage. So, Stacy, good morning. Did you have any questions or anything as far as Mastermind Monday? Did you want to be on the hot seat?
9: I do have a question, um, and it's around streaming, which I know a lot of people know about here. So if I record an episode in Riverside, and I want to stream it to Instagram, Facebook, etc., pre-recorded, I know you can't do that in Riverside. Is anybody doing that today? Um rather than me actually do it live, but take one of my shows and stream it. Just say pre-recorded. What's the best path to test?
0: Before I answer, does anyone want to either ask a question or provide Stacy with a solution? Okay. So Stacy, I think, so your question is, how do you stream a recorded episode? Is that
9: exactly so rather than press press the live button when i'm recording i want to test taking one of my episodes and do it as a stream um and just say pre-recorded on you know write write that in the text or something but i want to see how that performs what's the best tool to do that
0: so i would that's a really good question and i, I feel like Go ahead, Ralph. I was going to say something, but go ahead. You'll
5: probably say something better and smarter than I will. (laughs) No, no. The thing is, I'm sure you've got it, but I think actually, what Billy's been doing recently kind of plays into what Stacy's talking about because he's been doing some multi-streaming. But instead of doing the multi-stream live, theoretically, you could just have the content queued up. I don't know, Billy, if you're free and you want to talk about your favorite piece of software in the universe... Let's go, baby, Ecamm. So,
7: yeah, that's what I was going to say. You could probably, I mean, any any streaming service that will allow you to play pre-recorded video. So, like, Restream, Ecamm, probably StreamYard. I mean, you obviously, you're going to have to play that on your computer live. So, you'll probably have to be there to hit the go live button. And then, I mean, I've seen people do this, but it really doesn't couple things if you're not there to interact at least in the chat it really doesn't make any sense to me like why would I just play a live video if I can't interact with my audience uh, so either I'm in I'm not doing the video live but maybe I'm chatting with them or you know my in my situation I'm just testing you know doing streams and then coming off mic but I'm playing something I'm playing music and playing another podcast episode over that video or something um, but yeah I mean if you're just if you're going to go live, but then you're going to put previously recorded, then why not just post a video? Because the video and Roth can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think especially on YouTube, pre-recorded uploaded video is going to probably perform better than a live video, uh, unless you're doing it vertical on YouTube. I've been testing that; I've been getting some pretty stinking good results. So especially for my size of channel. But anyway, yeah, those are my thoughts. I think anything that you can play pre-recorded video live, which should be most platforms, you can just take your camera out of the equation and just play the video.
5: Yeah, with YouTube, definitely pre-recorded, not only uploading it as a regular upload will do better for you just in the short term but in the long term it will be more searchable the shelf life of live content on youtube is generally very extremely short um it's also much more searchable when it's um when you have that uploaded and you've done the 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 correct work on it but if you're wanting to do live one thing that i have done in in the past and i've seen others do without a lot of success but it's still can be interesting if your audience is used to it and you've got a large enough audience, but I'm talking about like mass sizes here, um, that you can do a little bit of a mixture between pre-recorded and live. You can do a live session with some pre-recorded segments, but be aware that during those pre-recorded segments, you're going to be more likely to lose people because you're not going to be there directly to answer their question on camera. Because A lot of people don't just wanna see the answers in the chat or responses to what they're saying in the chat. They want the human interaction with the person that they're seeing on the screen in front of them. So if they have a question, This kind of gets more into the psychological standpoint that if they are like sitting there and they're thinking that it's a live uh, session with someone that they can interact with, that they're conditioned to have that during a live broadcast anyway online and you're not giving it to them, then you're going to see your numbers there start to be hurt by that. And then that can trickle out into other things that you're doing within um, within your activity on that platform.
9: Thank you. Very helpful. That makes sense. And I'm going to de- revert my energy to something else.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Walt, did you want to add something?
6: Yes. Uh, to be honest, Rafael kind of uh, mentioned what I was going to say, but just like this combination, like not just putting out the full episode, but doing like a combo effect. I think it still kind of hit the goals and maybe a few other things, but I was actually kind of curious. Uh, Billy had an answer, because I haven't used Ecamm. I have this other tool that kind of gives me this vertical split screen. I was kind of curious, Billy, Um, with Ecamm, can you set it up so that you could be have a vertical layout with the video or whatever it is that you're wanting to premiere um, at the bottom and then your video on the top so that you're still there so it doesn't look like you just kind of dip? Is, is that a thing you could do?
7: Billy? Yeah, 100%. I mean, I do it. I do that a lot, like, well, now, because I'm just streaming, and then, uh, yeah, several different ways. So, like, eCam man, you can set it up. It's all customizable. You just drag and drop and resize different sources with on theme, is what it's called. So, yeah, it's it's crazy, man. You can do anything on there.
0: Thank you. And I think one of the points made that I think is really important is you, you do want to, even if it's a... Pre- Let me start this again. Even if it's pre-recorded content, you still want to be there if you're going to do it live. that That's the whole charm of live streaming, is that you are there to interact with your audience. I used to do this a long time ago. I, there was an app, I think it was, this is before like it, it was... A normal thing like it is today. There was this app that was actually designed where you could, I think it was called DJ or DJ Party or something like that, where people would sign in and you could host music and play music for people. And there were like little, everyone was like a little avatar and they would, you know, you'd see them pop in this virtual room. And I ended up using it for my podcast. And I would play it for people like the night before the episode was going to release. And it was important for me to actually be there because people would be talking about the content that was being, you know, that we were playing. And I was able to interact with them. And that was what turned out to be more of the draw than the content itself, was that people could come in and interact with me or my co host while the show was playing it's It's really important to I think to do it that way, otherwise might as well just put it out continue to put it out as your podcast so yeah it was it's a great question, Stacy. thank you and this was fun today. It wasn't quite like the mastermind Monday we did last week, and that's okay because ultimately the whole plan here is to help each other out and to and to give share our experiences, give our advice to one another. And hopefully that connects with anybody listening, whether you're listening live or via podcast. So, thank you. I appreciate the conversation today. And I appreciate everybody sharing some of their go tos that's been helping them out recently as far as tools go. And with that, we're back tomorrow. Tomorrow's Tech Tuesday. I kind of feel like we did a little bit of Tech Tuesday today. So, I may change it up a little bit we shall see. But either way, we are here at 7 a.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday. And before I officially wrap up, I see Simona wants to, I think she's going to answer that question. Go for it, Simona.
8: I am. I just wanted to make sure Jackie saw the link that I pinned up at the top. So you can record remote through Descript. You just have to go into the back end of whatever platform you're going to use to record and change up some settings to make sure that you can do it directly. So you can do it. Um, It just takes a little bit of of text. So just make sure you follow the steps there.
0: Awesome. Thank you. Awesome. And I am going to make sure to include that in the show notes as well. Actually, Simona, if you could just text me that because I'm having trouble copying and pasting. <laughs> but yes, I will make sure that's in the show notes as well. Thank you, Simona. And like I said, we're back tomorrow, 7 a.m. Eastern, as we are every Monday through Friday live. And then. If you can't join us at 7 a.m. Eastern, you can catch us via podcast on your favorite po- podcast platforms. You can; It's usually available by 10 a.m. Eastern time, give or take. But so far, we've been pretty good about getting it posted by then. So please check us out over there. And like I said, leave us a review, rate us, etc. We would appreciate it. And until tomorrow, make it a great day, everybody. Take care.